Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Well, you know, like we were talking about before, uh, Brianna, like, I think that us athletes are, we think we are immortal. Like I said, I, I knew, I just knew I was going to play till I was about 40, 42, you know what I'm saying? And God was like, oh, 33, yeah, out, peace, you know, <laughs> it's time to go. And I think, you know, what you did is actually get a jump start on everything that happened, uh, you know, with your career, which was like, you know, when you get, like you said, like when you get a, a back thing, like, uh, yeah, that is life altering, you know? So it's easy for anybody to say, Oh, I would have kept playing or whatever the case is. It's easy for somebody to say that until they're in the situation that you were in. And, uh, that's why like, for me, it's always, I always tell people like, not to you in the situation. That's when you know, for sure. My coach. <laughs> What's funny is I potentially had two extra years of eligibility mm-hmm. and my doctor, my team doctor said, oh, you're just having like back spasms. Like you'll be back in a couple of weeks. I was like, yo, I can't move. This is beyond just catching a cramp or like something going on muscular wise with my back. So I get an MRI. I go and take that MRI to my real doctor because athletes know there's a different there's difference no of course, the two. Of course, of course. there's there's the athletic doctor and then there's like you know your your actual doctor so I go to my actual doctor and she had reviewed my MRI and she or not MRI my or it was MRI yeah is, yeah. yeah I'm like yeah. Mike am I mixing up the two yeah mm-hmm. and my MRI stands and she's like laughing in my face like laughing she's like yeah if you don't stop now you may not be able to hoop or like do anything ever again wow you have two she's like you have two partially ruptured discs with some leakage and that can affect a lot of things for you not just playing basketball so you know i'm thankful and blessed now that i can like i do like 5ks and half marathons and stuff like that and i enjoy it and um, you do five Ks too, huh? Yeah, yeah. I love, I love getting uh, the running. Half marathons, not yet. I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not that good. Five Ks, I've done nine this year so far. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Love the chat, but um, yeah, like I, I love living an active lifestyle, and that is a very sobering thing to hear from a doctor at what I was 21 about to be 22 so mm-hmm. I just knew that it was a wrap and what's funny is if I had the right coach I probably would have just continued running through that wall and just been like ah I'm okay I'm good let's go because <laughs> you know you're young and like thankfully everything's healed but now shoot now I'm like why is my back hurting right now <laughs> or like why you know why do I need a heating pad right now yeah, so right, right. that happens you know every couple of months and I'm like Mm -hmm. well because of what happened (laughs) the person that's the person that's left with the medical bills and you so 
that's the thing that, that a lot of coaches don't necessarily tell you when they're telling you to push through, when they're telling you, oh, do you want to play on this team? Oh, do you, do you want to do these things that we need in order to win? Yep. They don't yep. tell you that you're the one left with all of the baggage in the end. They huh. go on to the, to the next person, the next thing, the next recruiting class, and you are just left there battered and bruised. So, yep. and then I, in the professional ranks is even worse, you know. Oh, I can imagine because yeah. then it's like that's your job for real. Like it's tied to everything. Yeah, my um, last my last year I was uh I had two stress fractures in both my shins because mm. uh they both were cracked. Um mm-hmm. so I I still have plates in them, still placing them to this day. Wow. Um, so I was, I had, they gave me obviously pain pills when I first, mm-hmm. you know, got back from surgery. And then like, obviously after those pain pills were going out, I was taking a leave. So I was popping the leave like Skittles, you know what I'm saying? So I was popping. Taking so much a leave, you don't even feel it for real. Yeah. Like I was popping, I was taking, you know, four, five, six, seven leaves, maybe eight on a game day just to make mm-hmm. sure that my, my knees and my legs was okay. Um, and yeah, by the time, you know, I was 33, I was taking five or six before practice and then mm-hmm. eight on the games. And so, um, yeah, I mean, obviously you just continue to try to push through, but like in reality, it's probably killing you inside. That's why a lot of athletes, people want to, uh, they, they play through stuff and they walk around with knock knees or all bow legged. And like, you'd be like, dang, Kenny Smith, why you run like that? You know what I'm saying? It's rough. Mm-hmm. It's so rough. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was crazy as I wanted to stay around the game of basketball. Like, I wanted to stay. And I just, I knew that my body was like, we, we can't do this anymore. But I wanted to be like a GA and stay around the game and work in college athletics and like do all that fun stuff. My coaches didn't make not one effort to help me like be a GA. I, I think I got like a written letter. You're like, yeah, we'll write you like a letter of recommendation. But everybody knows in order to be a GA, in order to be like in college sports, you need that coach to just call up one of their coach friends and be like, hey, you got a spot for this kid who, you know, wants to get their graduate degree and, you know, help you with your team and, you know, be an assistant or whatever. She wrote me a recommend, like a recommendation letter and that did not get me anywhere. So my harsh reality, that first year was trash. Like that first year was terrible. I was, like you said earlier, I was one of those people at my parents' house trying to figure it out, trying to (laughs) just trying to keep my sanity. Thankfully, you know, obviously we weren't back then, we were not like in COVID. So like it was completely different. So I still like have my car and can go see friends and like do some fun stuff. I was Mm -hmm. like, man, I'm broke. Like I need a job and I need to figure out how I'm going to make this work. What is this going to look like? I need to go to grad school. My undergrad degree was psychology. I was like, what can I do to get paid in this? Nothing. So I need to go to grad school and I need to figure that out. Mm -hmm. So I got a job at an investment firm and I hated it. I got like reached out to by uh, by a recruiter on LinkedIn and they were like, Oh, you want to work at our investment firm? We'll teach you. We'll teach you. Right. And I'm like, I'm a psych major. Why are you reaching out to me? <laughs> well, 
wealth, the job, it was like crazy data entry. And it was like private investments and all this data and just, you know, analyzing it and blah, blah, blah. That's mm-hmm. why they reached out to me. Mm-hmm. And I hated that job. I was like, how do I go from such an active lifestyle to I'm sitting in a cubicle and I'm working these long hours and I'm working from eight o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night. And I'm working on weekends. I'm like, this is not it. So simultaneously, I was applying to grad school because I, was, I couldn't do it. I do not think that I did not work to live. I live to work or I don't live to work. I work to live. Yes. Yeah. At, no, the, I at the time. That. Yeah. At the time. I feel yeah, like it was, I was reversed. Like, yeah. Living to work. And I was yeah. Like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> okay. So I ended up going to grad school and, and grad school is really where I got my, got my drive back and, and got my joy back for learning for, for honestly basketball too. Like I was living in Philly. I went to, the University of Pennsylvania, and I was getting my master's in organizational behavior. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty much what that is, is just looking at organizations and how to make them more effective and how to make them more money. I mean, obviously, first and foremost, how to make mm-hmm. them more inclusive. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. what does that all look like? And I was hooping like three times a week with just random dudes in Philly. I was hanging with friends, I was joining clubs, I was doing all these different things because I didn't have time to do that when I was an undergrad. I didn't have the opportunity to. So my mm-hmm. commitment to myself is that I'm reclaiming everything that I did not have or didn't get a chance to do. Mm-hmm. So it was it was wild, but like through that I was able to just try so many different things. And that's one of the first suggestions that I would have for anybody that's like trying to figure it out as a former athlete, like just try a bunch of stuff. It's really, really hard initially when you go from being an expert in your field, right? Played 17 years, you played 28, put together, we we have so much experience. But it's another thing when you go out and you're trying to try something new for the first time, it is discouraging. But I'm here to tell you, go out and try it anyway. Go out and experience it, see if you like it, you could find your next big thing that you want to do beyond the game. Mm-hmm. So you have to try the first and no. just, yeah, go from no, there. I agree with you 100%. It took me a while to get to where I'm at now. You know what I'm saying? So it took me multiple positions, multiple jobs, multiple kind of like, Ooh, this is cool. I hate this. I hate that. No, this is okay. No, now I'm here. Now I'm here, you know, and I've been here mm-hmm. for He's doing this for six and a half years as far as job, um, day job. But, you know, the, you know, like what I did learn, obviously, is this podcasting thing is something that I enjoy. You know, uh, I'm really comfortable in a one on one setting and interviewing people such as yourself mm-hmm. and just listening mm-hmm. to their stories because their stories similar, but yet so different. So I, you know, like I, I really enjoy this. So, yeah. You know, so after you did the job you hated, right? <laughs> <laughs> after you got your degree, you did the job you hated. Mm-hmm. Um then what was the next thing? Did the job that I hated and was like I said simultaneously applying to grad school. Mm-hmm. Cuz I was mm-hmm. like, man, I ain't about to make no money in psychology. I need to figure that out. 
and I end up in a branch of psychology, but it's more like business psychology, trying to understand how organizations function and all of that good stuff. But like what I was studying in school was I was applying all of that to sports organizations because sports organizations are a hot mess, it's like a dumpster fire. It's just so disorganized because you see sports and you see like, oh, this is this very fun thing sexy, glamorous, oh, they got the gear, they got the all the cameras set up, oh, they got all this stuff. But then behind closed doors, it's like there's underpay, there's burnout, there's, you know, you're talking to people crazy, there's a lot of politics in sports that people don't necessarily want to talk about and or know about. So I was applying all the things that I was doing to sports. And so after that, or I was a I was a pandemic grad. I was graduating on Zoom University. I was like, I I literally was was uh, graduating May twenty twenty, and I wanted to be in college sports. Literally, I was like, man, I want to go back in college sports. Is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I had worked part time with athletics when I was in grad school with the athletics teams at at Penn. I was like, man, I really enjoy this, mm-hmm. but. I didn't know if we were at the end of times or the worst of times or whatever times with <laughs> COVID and, and 2020. I'm just saying, you know, we're all seeing everything unfold before our eyes and, and that, that count in the corner of cases and of the our screen is just like, man, I don't want to be out there because college athletics, it was just a weird time where at first they said, oh, nobody can compete. And then they realized all the money that they were going to lose out on. And they were like, uh, actually, we're going to have everybody compete. And you're just going to get tested and do all the protocols and all that stuff. I was like, man, that's so messy. Because you're just, you're impacting, you know, 17 to 22 year olds' lives and bodies, well-being and just all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I went to work at a consulting firm. And how that okay. came about was, Everybody, I feel like everybody created a brand in 2020 or created a business or created something because we're all in the house, basically. Um, and I had created a brand called Black and Ballin. And Black and Ballin still to this day is up, but I don't use it as much. I was using it to talk about Black athletes and social justice and what that meant and how I was seeing for the first time Black athletes speak up about injustices that they face and that Black people face on a day-to-day and, you know, we were watching police brutality in 4K on our screens every day. So I wanted to create shirts for Black and Ballin. And I hit up one of my friends and I was like, hey, can you come do a shoot with me? We can do it outside, you know, be socially distanced or whatever. And so he was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. So he, uh, <laughs> so he comes and we do a photo shoot and I take photos of him um, with the shirts on and stuff. And I asked him, I'm like, hey, I'm looking for a job right now. Do you know anybody that's that's hiring? He's like, oh, what are you looking for? And I said, I'm looking to work at a consulting firm because like my master's degree is in organizational behavior so I can work at a consulting firm easy. And he was like, I think I'll have someone for you. And it's mm-hmm. funny because like, you just never know unless you ask. Like I always ask people, I'm like, hey, what are you looking for? Uh, just to keep my eyes out and just in case I could help them in any way and connect them to somebody that knows somebody that can help them. And so he connected me with my now boss and we have been um, working together since 2020. 
and like it's been great mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. in a, it's it's in a different sector than than i would have thought i would be in but uh our main clients are in like tech sustainability government and uh it is interesting to say the least because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i still apply everything that i learn and all of my stuff on the day to day like i still apply to sports and so even though I'm a management consultant and I do that as my, my day job, I can still apply everything that I do to the sports world. Cause it's just like, you know, plenty of transferable things. I wouldn't say skills, but like, yeah, I guess transferable skills. So it just worked out hand in hand. It's literally like, I don't know. Have you ever read the book, the alchemist? I've heard of it. It's on my, it's on my actually book list. Um, but I haven't got a chance to read it. Great read. Very short too, but really profound. I feel like my life is very alchemist-like because the whole premise of the book is that he's on this like big journey and mm-hmm. he doesn't understand what's happening to him. He's He wants this big goal and this big prize, but he's like, yo, I'm going through all this stuff. All these challenging things are happening. People stealing my money. People are doing me wrong. All these things that he's like learning along the way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting here and I'm telling you the story, but like these are like the this, this, these are like the Cliff Notes version of the story. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not necessarily like the easiest thing, but everything's coming together in the way that it should, and that's right. just what life is. You know, like you have to go with the flow of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you on that. I feel like um, it's never on your time. It's on God's time. So um, we always want things so fast and right then and there. And we're just like, God, why is it so, why do I struggle? Why do I have to struggle so much? You know? And then Literally. it's like, well, you ain't ready for what I want to give you. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think, Absolutely. That, uh, you know, so yeah, you have to mature as a person to be ready for what I want to give you. And so mm-hmm. for m- myself, I think that uh, I had to mature as a person to get to where I'm at now. When I was younger, um, I wasn't ready for what whatever I'm going to get now, you know, because I was immature, you know. I, mm-hmm. I didn't think the way I think now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's why I was like, uh, you know, learning, you know, like you're talking about is figuring yourself to figure out what's your next move and you're in the right move at the right time. You know, I think mm-hmm. that from what you told me so far, uh, Brianna, uh, that, you know, like you're meant to be here where you're at right now. And you went through all these things to get to where you are right now, which is a good thing. Literally, it's just part of the journey. You just look back on it and you're <laughs> like, I yeah. really question I'm like, if that didn't happen, then like, would I be, yeah, where would I yeah, be? Because yeah, yeah. like, I mean, even back to college and injuries, if I didn't get injured, would I probably still be hooping? Probably. (laughs) If I, if my coach hadn't left or like just different things. There's a lot of things along your journey. That's all a part of an athlete's journey. Uh, You know. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Literally. (laughs) So no, um, definitely, definitely, like I said, just enjoy the story. Um, So, What's next for you, big time? <laughs> Not big time. 
Uh, what's next for me is just working with more schools. Like that's what I really want to do. I focus on the impact of, of everything. So talking with more people, getting my name out there, doing the work and having a greater impact on athletes' lives, because I think this education is really, it's really lacking and it's scary because it's like we invest in everything else. You invest in the technology to, you know, get your social media going and have all the camera angles and, you know, you do all the graphic design and you upgrade your facilities, but then you don't have a lot of services when it comes to wellness and it comes to supporting your athletes or you have one person for 500 people. Like, what type of impact is that? And so I just think our priorities are out of whack because the more invested in a person feels the more that they're going to put out for you the more that you feel invested in a person Travis like the more that you're going to put out for whatever is being uh invested in poured into you so that's pretty much my main goal right now like people ask me if I'm going to do another book I say the book was the vehicle I'm really big on like doing things that I feel called to do like Mm. I always pray for like alignment and doing things that I can create an impact for. So I literally will (laughs) work on projects and do things that I feel called to do. So the book was the vehicle and I have some like pretty lofty goals in terms of just growing my current business and what I want that to look like and who I want to bring in and how I want to get funding for it and just all of that fun stuff. But right now I pretty much move what I move within my capacity and mm-hmm. impact mm-hmm. lives within that capacity so mm-hmm. that is pretty much like what's what's next what's next is happening now what's next is what's current literally <laughs> uh so that's that's the goal and and just talking with more people like yourself and and sharing stories and you know making more of an impact to be able to help the next person coming along and who who wants to think beyond the game love the game yes of course but you you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Well, I, I definitely agree, you know, um, to what you're saying. I think that what we have to do is have a plan, you know, mm-hmm. for the future. And mm-hmm. even when you're like at the quote unquote peak of your powers, you have mm-hmm. to, you know, that's not necessarily have an exit strategy plan, but just have something in place to where, I don't know how to say it, but like, let's just say like, it's like a prenup. Like you don't, <laughs> you know, it's like, you don't want to get divorced, but if you got divorced, you would have a plan in place kind of thing, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's irresponsible not to, yeah. because at the end of the day, when you, when you don't have anything in place, that's when you're left empty handed. Literally you have no other options and you are left empty handed. And that's not a good feeling. Been there, done that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I I can understand that. I think, uh, like I said, people, I wanted, I wanted, like I said, once I, when people read her book, but also read her story, her journey, you know what I'm saying? Because what she's doing now, what is something that is going to really change the future of cottage sports. I think just because, you know, it's going to give people a plan. And I think that, you know, we all need a plan for whatever 
it happens after, you know, because so many of us don't, you know, so many of us don't. Let's just take, for example, the NBA draft just happened, uh, whatever it was, two weeks ago. Um, all these kids are like 19, 20 years old. I can guarantee you probably at least half of them, maybe more, don't have a plan. They're just playing. And, Absolutely. You know, and some of them are going to make it <clears throat> to the next contract. Some aren't. But the the issue is you got to have a plan either way, I think. Um, even if you're the number one pick or whatever the case is and you're going to be the next great whatever, I think you still got to have a plan of like, um, what's next? I think obviously when it comes to certain like NBA athletes, is a little different. Like, or like say for example, Kobe. I think Kobe started thinking about his retirement after he tore his Achilles four years before he finished basketball. So by the time he finished, he was already <clears throat> thinking about like doing what he did. You know that the telling the story. You know, and obviously winning the Oscar. And things like that, you know, I think uh, LeBron James is another great example of like already having the next thing already rolling. So when he retires in one or two years or whatever the case is, he's already, you know, I'm already off and running to the next thing. It's so many athletes who kind of retire and just just sit around like, uh, okay, what's next? You know, literally, so, <laughs> you know, so I think that like you giving them to them early, especially in college. Is a great thing for for the future of a of a of, of, of us athletes, former you know current, like you say, what's now? So absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then you know, I you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on yeah. my yeah. website. Brianna and I was about to get to that. So where can yeah. people? I was gonna, see you reading my mind. Oh, you know, yeah. It's see, a, that's so, what that's what happens. I'm like. I yes. got you. I got you. But yeah, so where people you know, can find you, where where can people look you up and find you everything? Uh, Brianna Debose.com has all my stuff. B-R-I-A-N-A Debose, D-U-B-O-S-E.com. You can find my story. You can reach out to me. We can chat. I love just hearing people's story and hearing how I can help potentially and just, you know, all that good stuff. It's like trading, trading war, war wounds and all that good stuff. So, <laughs> you know, we're, we're trading, we're trading our war stories. So mm. I don't even, I don't mind at all, but this is the work that I love to do and, and feel called to do. So feel free to reach out. Okay. Now, um, for my, as for myself, you can follow me at Travis W Reed on Instagram. It's R E E D Travis W, uh, Travis W Reed on Instagram. I mean, on Facebook, I'm sorry. Uh, you can message me, DM me, whatever. I post all my social media on both those sites. I also have a LinkedIn account. If you do have one, if you don't, um, if you follow Brianna, you can follow me too. Um, mm-hmm. And pretty much, you know, I wanted to pump up uh, the book club that I do have on LinkedIn. Um, like I said, if you if you like reading, if you like, you know, different books, different stories, I have that uh, also on LinkedIn. Um, and if you're looking for that Athlete's Journey merch, which uh, if you're on YouTube, you can see this uh, when I post it, you know, uh, feel free to, you know, DM or message me. Uh, like I said, I'll send it out to you personally myself. Um, and like I said, like this, this I got to actually order another, another, another set because uh, the last ones, you know, they went, they went pretty fast. Everybody was like, Give me that, you know, you know, uh, athlete's journey XL shirt. So I love it. 
<laughs> so yeah, like I was saying, um, appreciate y'all for listening. I appreciate you, Brianna, because like I said, I want to get you on again because uh, I want to, I want to talk, I want to get more in detail of your book. Um, we definitely can do this again, you know. Uh, so because what you did, I don't, you probably don't even realize it yourself in writing a book in doing what you're doing is beyond spectacular and it's, it needs Thank to be you. more positive stories because we hear so much about the drama and Zion Williamson stuff, stuff like that. Oh Lord. Yeah. Lordy. So, <laughs> so, you know, um, we definitely, uh, we definitely want to hear the positive, more positive stories like yourself. So uh, definitely you. want to bring you back it. on and talk about it. Um, and I will read it. And then I'll let you know how, you know, how it is. And I'll probably post it on my book club for one of my books of the month. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank Thank y'all. Like I said, appreciate it. Appreciate you, Brianna, for coming on. Uh, We will talk to you later. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.